What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know, if we're looking at it right now, I, I got Embiid as my MVP. Um, I don't get a vote because I, I guess I get in too much trouble outside the studio still. But um, I would make uh, Embiid, you know, my MVP. Welcome into What's Burning here with Matt Barnes, DeMarcus Cousins. And uh, Boogie, Matt was saying before we started, this is our first official What's Burning travel show because you're in your car. Boom, yeah, he boom. got kicked out the house. That's, that, that, that's his bedroom right now. 
You would never know. If it happened, you would never know. Guys, um, we got to talk about the Western Conference and the NBA because it is completely out of control right now. Every day I look at the standings. I feel like it's a game of 52 pickup. Everyone keeps waiting for the Warriors and Lakers. Meanwhile, the Pelicans have won five straight. The Timberwolves are in there now. They've won four straight. They're in the number six spot as we sit here and record today. But by the time anyone listens to this podcast, I'm sure that will have changed drastically. Um, There's only six or seven games to go. Matt, when you look at the standings right now, which teams do you think are actually getting in and which teams are going to be in the play-in? Which teams are going to be out for you? I think the uh, I think my my final two teams I think my seven and eight slots uh, slots are going to go to. Um, well, who's so going to be in hard, six? I want to say going. That's to the other question. Yeah, so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking at right now because Minnesota's playing well. Mm-hmm. They just got cat back. They just you know put it down on sack last night. Uh, it, it's really up in the air. I feel like the first three seeds are locked. I feel like Phoenix will get that four spot because KD and Aiden are coming yep. back, plus the Clippers are missing Paul George. So now I feel like five through ten are questionable. I don't think the Clippers will slide too much. Okay. Um, I think the Lakers will come in at eight. Okay. And I think uh, – damn, I'm just going to put Golden State at seven. Wow. And that's going to be tough. For the, for the one, two, and three seed, to be honest with you. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Boogie, do you think that the Timberwolves here, who, by the way, have one of the easier strength of schedules of all of these teams, yep. um, do you think that the Wolves can stay where they are now? They've been out of the playoff picture for a while, and then obviously with Carl Anthony Towns coming back, made this great surge. Um, I think they can surge, you know, with this, this late run at the end. Um, I think it's great timing for them to get Cat back. Um, I can definitely see them making a, a big push towards the end. And also having the schedule that they have, it, it makes the road a little bit easier. So um, I can I can agree with Matt on the Timberwolves sliding in. Um, as far as the Lakers go, I, I... I think they'll... I think they'll be in the play-in. I think, you know, they can obviously win that game and get to a, a playoff series with you know, one of the top three. Uh, that's just a dangerous team to, you know, to enter in the first round with against anybody. So uh, I think the Lakers can find some late success only if they remain healthy. And um, the Clippers, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure, Clippers, man. Uh, <laughs> they've been so inconsistent all year. And, and to add, PG's injury at this time of year, uh, I don't know. I'm not confident in, in, in putting them in the playoff well, run, I mean, to be honest. I just don't see it happening. What, Rach, what is what is the Clippers' strength of schedule remaining? Where are they at in the totem pole? I think they're right in the middle. Producer Nate's going to look it up for us right now. What I don't get about the— but Can you imagine— go Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, can you imagine with— just hypothetically, if it's the Lakers eight, the the Golden State Warriors seven, and the Clippers six, I mean, Ooh. arguably we could see the one, two, and three seed. All three of them fall. Yeah. We could see two of them fall. We could see one of them fall. We could see none of them fall. So I mean, t- to think that the Warriors and Clippers were the Western favorites coming right. into the season, they're at the bottom, but they could still 
be a first round upset and get hot and run to the finals. I mean, to me, the, the, the bottom of the West is more scary this year if it settles that way than I feel like I, I can remember. It's hard, though, because I keep waiting. The Warriors are a great example. They should be, and and look, they don't have Andrew Wiggins, but they should be getting into that playoff forum. We yeah. kept saying, oh, the last 20 games, they'll figure it out. Well, they lost to Minnesota the other night in a last second you know, game where they should have won. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's been times where we look at these teams, quote, at the bottom of the standings, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors. In some cases, they're there for a reason. And I do wonder yeah. if we give them too much sort of uh, benefit of, you know, the shiny pieces that they have. You look back, 45 of the last 46 NBA champions have been top three seeds. That being said, I'm not sure we've ever had a season like this. I don't remember a season where the Western Conference or any conference standings were this volatile, this late in the game with so many positions, as you said, Matt, from really 5 through 10 through 12 up for grabs. Uh, Nate's got his stat here with you. What What do you got? Uh, Clippers, sixth hardest. Oh, sixth hardest. Hardest, more hard than I thought. All right, so Boogie's Boogie's, uh, posit here has some weight. They have the sixth hardest schedule, Boog, so – Maybe they're the team that drops out, although they did win Monday night. So it's very hard to figure out what's going on there. And when you talk about the Lakers, Matt, uh, LeBron says he doesn't even want to be in the play-in. He said, to hell with the play-in. He said, we can actually be a top six seed. That changed part of my mindset on me coming back and trying to be a part of this. I mean, where are they in this? We've been waiting on it. Shit, we've been waiting on it. (laughs) We've been waiting to see that. We've been waiting to see. Uh, we feel it, but we've been waiting to see it. So, I mean, the hell with it is is the right idea, but the plan might end up saving them and giving them an opportunity to really, you know, stretch their wings out and be healthy for the first time as a committee all season. Have you guys seen, do you remember a, a time like this where it was this crazy down the stretch? No. Well, you got to think the Warriors have been, I mean, you know, there's been clear-cut favorites for the last handful of years. I can't even remember how long, like, to me, and I'd say with all due respect to Denver, you know, the bubble Western Conference run, to me, it doesn't prove nothing in this regular, you know, kind of circumstances we're in. And you look at Memphis, they're young and experienced. You look at Sacramento, they're young and inexperienced. So, to me, the top three seeds have, obviously, they're there for a reason. They earned it. They played well this season. But... You know, we talk about Golden State, we talk about the Lakers, we talk about the, you know, the Clippers. Those are all teams with veteran experience, guys that have won championships, guys that know if if any team can turn it on, it's teams Mm -hmm. like that that can turn. I'm not saying they're going to, Mm -hmm. but you give those kind of teams the benefit of the doubt because they have players that have done it before. I mean, I I wouldn't want to see any of them. I I know that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who who are you guys most scared of in that conference? Um, What are you talking about? Who, who are you looking at, Book? Three teams you're talking about. Yeah. Clippers, Lakers. To be honest, I mean. Clippers, Lakers, and Warriors. I mean. All right. So is it I, is it the Warriors for you, defending I, champs? Is it someone else? I think you throw Phoenix in there, too. Mm-hmm. You know, word is KD is coming back uh, this week. They get Aiden back. And KD is mm-hmm. one of those special superstars where you can just throw anywhere. You saw they were 3-0 before he got hurt. Um, so Phoenix is someone that I want to watch out for. Uh, I think Chris knows his, you know, his time is coming up. Uh, Book is playing at a you know an all NBA level, uh, and you know what KD does, and I can see KD kind of playing like the 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 wingman until it gets real, like how just how he did with Steph, he played the wingman until it got real, and then he took over <laughs> and got Finals MVP. So um, to me, my my team I'm watching is like Phoenix. Right, so they're the team you, you most wouldn't want to wake up and see. Yes. And what about you, Boogie? Uh, I I can agree with Matt. Um. I think I think this is the first playoff run 
in recent years that we'll see a, a fully healthy uh, Chris Paul as well. Uh, it's not as much pressure, mm-hmm. not as much of a workload. We're having Kevin Durant to that team. Phoenix is a very, very dangerous team. I, I can agree with Matt with that, for sure. It's going to be so interesting. Normally, I would give all kinds of you know credence to chemistry, and you can't just throw guys in there. But with Kevin Durant, I kind of feel like all the rules are off. He is the guy that you can Go throw the in there. You can put him in any system, and it's mm-hmm. going to work. Absolutely. <laughs> and just uh, personality-wise, too. You know, He's not coming in there and demanding yeah. – that he'd be a star or that he'd be mm-hmm. treated differently or any of that stuff. I just think all the rules about, hey, you need a whole season to play together, mm-hmm. they go out the window with Kevin Durant. So we will see if health uh, gets to be a factor there, but that that's really the biggest question with them. Speaking of guys that got thrown together and the chemistry has not picked up so far is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they finally ended a four-game slide Monday night when they uh, beat the Pacers. But gosh, it has been a rough, rough week. Luca has been talking about how unhappy and frustrated he is. He's hinted at having some issues off the court. Um, they lost to the Hornets twice, um, including they were favored, I think, by 16. It was considered the biggest loss of the um, biggest upset, rather, of the entire season uh, numbers wise. It just has not been good there. And by the way, since the Kyrie trade, they're eight and 13, only four wins when Luca and Kyrie are in the lineup together. Matt, what what is what? How would you describe what you're seeing here? I think it's I think it's it's still early to kind of write off this duo because you know what is it eight, eight thirteen they've only played twenty one games together mm-hmm. if my math serves me correctly, but I think they played this even may less be an together. Unpopular, yeah, right. That since he's been yep. on the team, but this may be an unpopular decision. But I just look at Kyrie's track record, and as great as an individual talent he is, he had problems with LeBron, and he wanted to move on and be a leader. He goes to Boston. He doesn't get along with the two young stars. He moves, he goes to Brooklyn. And we'll talk about this later in the show. Arguably the biggest what if in the history with him, KD, and James Harden. Now he's in Dallas with Luca, who is the future of this league. Um, is it a coincidence that every time he goes to a team, there's dysfunction? I mean, Luca's had to carry the load for the last, what, three, four years all by itself. And we've never heard him speak about unhappiness. Obviously, there could be something weighing, you know, you, you hear stuff with his mom and we don't want to speculate with what's going on with that. But it just seems like everywhere Kyrie goes, there is an issue. Now, that can be that could be a coincidence or it could be that Kyrie is the issue. As Again, as a great a talent he is, a, a top five talent. Uh, no doubt, but just seems like every time he makes a pit stop, shit gets fucked up. So I don't know if that's the case here. We're speculating because we're not in that locker room, but from the outside looking in, it's not hard to draw that kind of conclusion. What do you think when you see them, Bug? Um, I think it's a similar it's a similar situation to uh, kind of what I went through when I got traded from Sacramento uh, mid season. We ended up going. I ended up going to New Orleans and linking up with AD and. Um, we struggled that second half closing part of the season because obviously it was a midseason trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and him were still finding chemistry. The guys that were traded away in order to acquire me then kind of threw off the whole balance of the team. So you're kind of finishing out a season with a, you know, basically a half roster. You don't have the necessary pieces to complement your two stars to, to keep the whole flow and karate of the right. team moving forward. So uh, in my opinion, that plays a big part and, you know, midseason trades. And sometimes, you know, you get the Kevin Durant one and things can, you know, flow seamlessly. But that's just not the case with these two 
type of player. So uh, I, I still think they deserve more time. Uh, I'll be more ready to judge this team next season when pieces that complement them and things of that nature, and then we can kind of make a judgment. But uh, as of right now, this is just a mid-season trade. Uh, they have their two building blocks, so we'll see what they do with these next couple of seasons, if it even happens. But, Boogie, do you – but I was about to say, do, is there a guarantee that Kyrie stays? Is there a guarantee that that that, that, that Cuban pays mm-hmm. him to, to keep him? You know what I mean? Because I think they wanted to sample, and I agree 1,000% because I feel like you guys definitely hit your stride the next season, and then obviously, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the injury derailed what you and AD could have did. Um, but I think this is going to be a sample size. And if you're Mark Cuban and you don't even make the playoffs or you get bumped in the play in, I agree with you because it took a lot of pieces exactly. to get Kyrie. Are you going to commit to Kyrie and, and, and give him the money that he, you know, deserves as a player individually? Uh, to me, that is a huge question as uh, well. I'm not sure what that. the market for Kyrie is going to be this summer. Me neither. I don't know what the market would be, but I definitely believe Cuban will or make a, a better decision. He's been in this situation before as well when he made that trade for Rondo. So uh, I don't I don't think – I think Mark's mm-hmm. a pretty good businessman, and I don't think he'll make the same mistake twice. So uh, if anything, he's going to try to make this duo work to the best of his ability. I agree it's too early to really judge it. I just don't feel like they have defense, though. Uh, you know, at least when, when you – and you know, if you talk about UNAD situation – AD was a defensive anchor. You can move a little bit, but neither of these guys even want to play defense. You know what I mean? And those are the, those are those are the two stars. So that's that that's my whole thing. So I, I think you know Cuban has a track record of making solid decisions, but this is a situation I wouldn't want to have to decide on. It's just tough. I think it depends partly on what other teams are willing to offer Kyrie. Because if you give Kyrie too much, obviously that eats up money that you could be spending yeah. on the rest of your roster. They absolutely need to get better defensively this offseason. And they'll tell you that. I mean, they knew what they were giving away mm-hmm. when they made the deal. And it was just mm-hmm. a huge, huge gamble that Kyrie was going to want to stay that Kyrie wasn't going to get a ton of huge offers elsewhere. And they certainly thought that these guys would play better together and play better individually even than they have in this finishing kick. So it's going to be a a lot of uh, difficult decisions and interesting conversations in Dallas, especially if they don't even make the play-in, which is the position as we sit Mm. here and record today where we are. Although again, 52 pickup, it could all change tomorrow. You talked about duos or, or guys that didn't work out though. Uh, Producer Nate was trying to figure out what the top five duos that never worked out were, which, of course, prompted a lot of discussion here before we even started taping. Um, Do you have yours? What do you think, Bug? Who are some of your duos who didn't work out? Oh, man. You know, obviously, we got Addy and Charles Barkley. Um, That didn't quite work out. The Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady duo wasn't that great. Um... I mean, I can even throw myself in there uh, with, you know, me and Anthony Davis. To say it didn't work would be, you know, a lot because I see that next season we proved we could work. But, you know, injury did, you know, derail what what could have been. So uh, we got to throw ourselves in Well, that's kind of Yao and T-Mac, work. right? Yeah, same situation. Similar situation. So, uh, like I said, you got to throw it in there regardless of, you know, if the talent would have worked, but it didn't work. So, um, I gotta throw myself in there as well. So, uh, if you ask me which duo I think is the most talented, I'm gonna go with myself and AD for sure. Yeah, 
Mm. Absolutely. The mm. greatest never, never. I wouldn't be mad at that. Almost was. The greatest almost was champions. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah, that would have been a problem. But I mean, also, I, I also think you throw in the Brooklyn situation. I mean, I think that'll go down probably as the greatest trio, duo to never do anything. Um, and then you look at, the, you again, it's too early to judge. But if this comes to an end, you would think that Luca and Kyrie, when you think about just two guys that are going to go out there and get it, that that, that are incredible players that, that that really just haven't had a chance to find their mm-hmm. chemistry, um, you know, you can definitely throw that in there. But again, it's it's you know it's it's been twenty one games and and even less together. But I have a hard time throwing Boogie in there though because of the catastrophic injury that he had. Because I again I think that next season you proved what you guys are going to do. But then Rachel, you bring a great point. You know, by the time that you know T Mac and and, and Yao were ready to rock, they both were struggling from injury so it's a it, it's a tough situation but the something without injury to me the biggest what if will, will be the brooklyn yeah. nets i think that'll go down in history as uh you know you get a Kyrie and you get a kevin durant then you had a james harden it's just like holy shit this team on paper could be the greatest ever and they didn't accomplish anything which is unfortunate for fans and for them i saw a stat yesterday that the guys who came over in the phoenix trade have now played more games together for the brooklyn nets than that trio did <laughs> for the Brooklyn Nets. Trade deadline was That's last crazy. month, people. This has already right. happened. 20 games. <laughs> wow. 20, 21 games. Insane. Absolute insanity. Well, it's tough when we think about, you know, duos or, 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 or trios or superstars. We were really excited being together when they didn't work out. You know, injury is one of the biggest thieves there. I mean, it's one of the situations where yep. it's just, you, you eh. um, and then there's the guys that didn't work out for reasons that go way beyond that into the locker room. And, and those are the ones, too, that I think are hard for fans. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying. They, I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpal Cyclip. 
Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrant's, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The West is a mess. I want to get back to the East for a minute. Uh, We had a very controversial moment Monday night, guys. Joel Embiid did not play in the very uh, hyped-up MVP on MVP voter violence matchup rumble WWE whatever you want to call it was supposed to happen between Embiid and Jokic when the Sixers came to visit the Nuggets and Embiid uh, sat with a calf injury what did you make of that when you heard that he wasn't playing uh, especially since he had played the last couple games Um, but he has been dealing with a legit injury it's a little bit tough to know where to put your feelings on this boogie um, I don't feel any type of way about it. We've seen the matchup. Uh, we've seen the results of it. He just dropped 50 on him not too long ago. It, to keep pushing this narrative. And obviously, I understand it's an MVP race, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a long-term goal, which is winning a championship for the 76ers. And if we're focused on a, you know, individual award and a, and a single game in regular season, then I don't think – everybody's on the same page in that organization. So uh, I think I think this was the perfect move. Uh, obviously, it sucks for the fans and for the watch and for the uh, viewers and watchers of the game, but it's a, it's a long-term goal here, and um, you got to make sure the big fella is healthy. And we just got to stop looking for excuses to, you know, bash Joel and praise Jokic. Not give it to yeah, him. Yeah, like to not give it to they're him, both right. great in their yeah. own right. Let's, yeah. let's respect that part. And when it comes to the two players, for me, it's hard to even compare. And the reason I say that is, is I, I view Jokic as, you know, a LeBron type. Uh, he's an all-around player. He he gets everybody involved, you know, things of that nature. And he's great at it. And then I view Joel, you know, as a more of a killer, a Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant type, where he can dominate the game with his feelings and keep the defense on their heels the entire game and, it's just a whole different type of dynamic and playing style that he comes with. They're both great and all right, and I think both guys should just be credited for their greatness and not 
compared and you know the, the whole toxic conversation that's going around I, I hate it so just give these guys their flowers and division mm-hmm, i agree um i think you know although we would love to see that the, the matchup um that would have happened monday night you know when you look at their head-to-head record and beat is five and two against uh the joker uh, is and every is beating them in every statistical category except assists. Uh, well, obviously, that's uh, you know, Joker can go down as one of the greatest passing big men we've ever seen. Um, and also on on the flip side, you know, obviously, you know, back to back MVPs. But I don't feel like for some reason Joker gets the heat that other guys that have won MVPs gets. Like, when does his team have to win mm-hmm. a championship for his you know MVPs to be validated? You know, what I mean, you see a lot of people who are on the clock. They need to win this. They need to win that. But then I don't hear no one talking about. The two-time, possibly three-time MVP, MVP's team needs to win. And granted, Rachel, we've talked about this before. Injuries play a big yep. part. You know, obviously your team has to be together. But at the same time, I mean, th- this man is the MVP of the league. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, I think Joel obviously made a statement the last time they played. We would have loved to get a chance to see this time because they only get a chance to play each other twice a year because they're in different conferences. But, you know, if we're looking at it right now, I, I got Embiid M- M- as my MVP. Mm-hmm. Um I don't get a vote because I, I guess I get in too much trouble outside the studio still, but um, I would make uh, Embiid, you know, my MVP. And I think obviously Giannis and, and Joker are right in that mix as well. I mean, do you guys, you tell me there are players code about, Hey, you know, you don't miss games like that. If, if you're, you know, limping in on one leg, you got to show up or is it more of a time where it's like, Hey, that's not smart when you're about to try to make a playoff push to play if you're not feeling well. Well, I think it's different. You know, I think the the times have changed. I think, you know, the first part you put, you know, maybe back when early 2000s when I came in the league or maybe when Boogie first came in the league, you try to play through little nagging stuff. Um, But I really feel like, you know, Philly feels like, you know, they've been playing some good basketball and and they have a chance to represent the Eastern Conference. So if it is something that they feel is nagging and they want to heal, I don't know if sitting out one game is going to do that. But, you know, with, with someone like Embiid, I would err on the side of caution. You know, although, you know, the MVP is a tremendous, you know, accolade. I think the goal, like Boogie said, is to win a championship. So you don't want to risk that for an individual award. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays. If he comes back and plays next game, I would have been like, hey, you know, maybe you could have sat out one of the other games and played this game. But who are we to judge all that shit? I mean, I don't have a problem with uh, sort of the number of missed games overall, which is the other thing that got brought up a lot in the wake of him not playing this game. It was his 14th missed game of the season. There's only one player in NBA history who's missed more than 12 and still won the MVP. That was Bill Walton in the 78 season. He missed 24 games. But to me, that issue... He's played enough. To me, Joel has played enough that I have seen what he can do this season. Um, It's a different time, as you point out. Guys miss games more often. uh, And his body type and sort of playing the position he plays, I think he's going to miss a little bit more games more often. To me, it's has he played enough games that I can see who he is this season and I can judge whether he is the MVP or not. Do you guys put a lot of stock in games played when we get to this level? I do. I I do put a lot of stock, but I don't think he's missed like – like 24 games that's right. a lot i mean i would be like damn you won mvp if you missed 24 games but you know to miss 12 14 games out of 82 where he say he even misses a game or two you know coming into the to yeah. the closing line i don't think that's you know a, a, enough to 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 rule him out because you know again when he plays and he's played a lot this year 
we already know what he's going to give you. I agree. Um, obviously, it's not some crazy number where it's a drastic difference, but, you know, 12 missed games isn't anything in my opinion. So uh, that's not enough for me to, to say I don't think he deserves an award. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going with that notion either. Uh, we got another guy, big star missing games, but this one might be for a different reason. Damian Lillard sat out his third straight game Monday night. Now, uh, Blazers lost to the Pelicans. They're in 13th place. He's out with also calf tightness. Um, only eight games left in the season for them. And it's possible we don't see Dame the rest of this season, right? If they're already in 13th, we just talked about how many teams are trying to elbow into the West, into those final spots. And maybe Portland decides, okay, we're going to go for the lottery. But does shutting Dame down for the season mean, I don't know, Matt, do you think that we're not going to see Damian Lillard in a Blazers uniform again? Because the talk is up now that they might be looking for a deal for him this summer. I hope we don't see Damian Lillard in a Portland Trailblazers uniform no more. And obviously that's no knock on him. I just, you know, as, as loyal as, as he is, he's loyal well, people to a fault. Of Portland. And, and you, and you, and you got to respect that. But I, Rachel, I think the only way Dame leaves Portland is if they quote unquote, make him leave. You know what I mean? If they understand they're going to be in a rebuild and we understand that he's at a point of his career where he doesn't want to rebuild. Um, I think if Portland almost forces him out, you know, obviously they'll use much different wording than I'm using, but I think Portland's going to have to push him out to get him to leave. I don't think if you leave it up to him that he's going to leave at this point. Um, but for his sake, I would love to see him leave. He's still only 32 years old, uh, having a career year at 32, averaging 32 points. I would just love to see him have a real, real chance at winning. And, and, and Portland hasn't given him that. I think their best teams were the teams that kept running into that Warriors team, that Warrior dynasty. Right. I think Portland was a really good team and they kept running into that dynasty that the Golden State had. So their 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 greatness ran into the Warriors greatness and obviously the Warriors greatness prevailed. So I think the ship has sailed for any kind of greatness going on in Portland. And I would love to see Dame leave him if that means Portland has to kick him out the door. Boogie, do you think we see Dame play for the Blazers again here? I'm with Matt. Please. No. Um it's just time man Uh, they're not really doing anything for him roster wise they're not getting any you know help for the guy Uh, it's ran his course I think Dame is you know proving his point on you know his morals and what he stands on he's he's a big time loyalty guy and I and I'm cut from that same cloth so I'm appreciative of that but uh, at this point it's Mm -hmm. about legacy it's about you know, your name, all the blood, sweat, and tears you put in, and you de- you deserve at least an opportunity to play for the big, you know, the bigger picture. Um, I think it's some teams that could take him on right now, and he could literally, you know, make them a contender. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely time. It's, 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 it's overdue. It's- Who are those teams, in your opinion? The team that pops out to me right away is Miami Heat. Um, you put him with, you know, Jimmy Butler mm. and and Bam. I think, I think they got a chance to dominate the East and uh, and come out with a chance, you know, to contend. So uh, Miami sticks out. Obviously, the Lakers are always in that conversation. Um, you, if, if there's any way to, you know, pair him with LeBron and Anthony Davis, you have to do it. But uh, I can also see that trade, you know, breaking up that tandem as well. So. Um, you know, obviously the Clippers are in that conversation as well. They they got 
kind of losses that they could move to make that happen. But um, yep. As far as Portland, it's it's, it's overdue. Well, look, he's got a really big salary, so that's going to be a factor about where he could end up. Although I always say that if a team wants to get someone, they can figure out a way to get them. They'll make it happen. Um, yep. I'd love to yep. see him in the garden, personally. Um, I think that Dame <laughs> in a Knicks uniform would be pretty out of hand. Uh, but it's hard because you talk about the relationship between the city of Portland and, and, and the way he has been with that town and the loyalty in both directions there, by the way. I mean, the fans there yep. adore him. It, it is a two-way street there. Mm-hmm. And so it is uncomfortable to talk about the idea that that partnership might break up. I think Dame has been so smart in the way he's talked about that loyalty that you're referring to, Boogie. And he said, look, I don't want to go chase championships because A, that's not how I'm built. And B, a lot of the guys that have done that, that have left to sort of went beyond what they thought was going to be a title team, it hasn't worked out. We just talked about how things fell apart in Brooklyn. Uh There's been a a lot of teams where guys thought that they were joining a super team and it doesn't play out that way. So he doesn't want to make that kind of move. That being said, there's a big difference between I'm not just chasing every shiny car that goes by and there might be a better situation for him. And the Blazers might decide there's a better situation for both sides this summer. I I just can't believe that, you know, if that happens, it's going to happen kind of like this with a whimper. It's a bummer. It's a bummer that that he's not able to go out fighting if this is, in fact, his final day is in Portland. I agree. Mm. We'll see. We will see. All right, we got to get to our legendary moments presented by Top Shot. Uh, playoffs are approaching. Best moments of the NBA playoffs can be collected and traded as limited edition and officially licensed highlights created in partnership with the NBA. These are called moments. So my question to you guys is, which NBA player had the most legendary performance in the NBA finals? And look, they've got six options, six moments. They've got LeBron, AD, Steph, Clay, Giannis, and Drew. Do you guys have one of those guys where you say, this is the moment that stands out for me for one of these guys? What about you, Matt? Uh, I would say Drew Holiday steal mm. in the finals. Uh, who did he get? Booker or CP? He took it from one of them and uh, went down and threw that lob. Um, that's what I knew. Although it was only game five or game six that I thought Milwaukee was going to. That was just such a big play. So, yeah, that for me, that was a Drew Holiday. Nice. What about you, buddy? I'm going with the same play. That's just that's that's a prime example of championship basketball. Playing both ends. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's a better example of it. I got to go with the same moment. I love it. There's so many good stuff there on the Top Shot site. You can go collect your NBA Top Shot moments today at TopShot.com. Get closer than ever to the game and the players you love. Sign up today. All right, guys, a little uh, on the radar presented by DraftKings. What was once seemingly an award that Jaron Jackson Jr. was running away with. We got a new contender emerging in Brooke Lopez. I want to look at the odds. Brooke Lopez now a minus 200 for Defensive Player of the Year. Well, JJJ has the second best odds. He's plus 150. Um, I don't know. What What do you guys think? Memphis has the best defense in the West. Boogie, who would you take between those guys for Defensive Player of the Year? I'm going to go with the young fella. Um... I like the culture they yeah. created. Um, he's a young guy that's creating a name for himself. They're uh, uh, they're at the top of the mountain amongst a, a, a very heavily talented West Conference. Um, just to, just to be able to create a standard like that and um, you know this heavy competition, I think that's incredible. Uh, it kind of it kind of reminds me of, you know the OKC vibes of that that young Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden. 
obviously not as talented, but uh, just being able to create something so special so early, uh, you got to – so I'm a young fella. I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez, mm. I think, and we talked before we got on air, the way he's been able to adapt his game uh, to survive as long as he survived. I mean, this guy was an all-star center uh, playing on the block, you know, putting up monster numbers on the block, and he's been able to change his game to this current game where he's one of the best shooting bigs, uh, and he protects the middle, and he's a great tandem with uh, Giannis. So that and him and his brother used to come to our AU prices when they were like seven or eight years old and steal women's purses um, from under the bleachers and get in trouble all the time. So I like Robin and Brooke because I've been knowing they've been little menaces uh, for a long time. We so, have to point uh, out, I'm they gave them dumb. back. This was not them like stealing them away. Yeah. They would move them no, around. They were, hey, they were little kids. They were little kids uh, being yeah, mischievous. They were, ca- they were not thieves. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Their, their older brother played on my AU team and the, the little twins, it was crazy. They were little twin boys and they were just climbing up walls and things they used to do is they used to like take purses from underneath the bleachers <laughs> and just do all kinds of wild little shit. So from that to, you know, hopefully a defensive player of the year, uh, you know, my pick is, is Brooke Lopez. I can't imagine two twin boys causing trouble in a basketball uh, environment. I can. Matt Barnes. I, I don't know. I can, I can, I can <laughs> trust me. That's why, that's why I have, they have a special place in my heart. That's <laughs> your every day. <laughs> right. Right. Boogie, have you seen Matt's twins play? Oh yeah. Balls way better than their pops. <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan what you mean exactly that's the exactly. plan that's the master plan hey, for, hey, mo, hey, hey you you just make sure you have your seatbelt on your car right now safety first <laughs> come on this is a travel car, show baby. matt <laughs> we got to talk to some jalen brown before i let you guys go um if jalen lands one of the 15 all nba slots coming up being voted on by a panel of 100 sports writers and broadcasters at the end of the regular season he will be eligible to sign a five-year 290 million dollar supermax extension with the wow. celtics this summer um been to some discussion mm. in the media about jb's future with the celtics um Guys, look, Boogie, you were in this situation in Sacramento before the trade. Uh, it's such a strange position to be in, knowing that you have to make All-NBA and that the bunch of sports writers are the ones who decide it. What is that like as a player to know that the, the, that this is how this works right now in the NBA? And what do you think of the system? Uh, I think it's a bullshit system. Um, and the reason I say it's a bullshit <laughs> system because there's some bullshit media members as well. Um I can say that from a personal standpoint. Uh, it's about basketball. It's about how you perform on the floor. Uh, I, In my mind, I look at it as, you know, you got to kiss a little ass just to, you know, get what you're looking for out of this when it shouldn't be that way. So I'm looking for more of a criteria, more of a standard to, you know, what it takes to get these accolades and achievements done. So, um I'm I'm not a fan of what's going on within the media anyway, so that's just my opinion. Rachel, with you being someone that has voted, have, have you voted on that in the past? I have, and I'm going to vote again so this year. Are, are are you aware of stuff like this? Like, hey, like obviously, once it kind of starts sure. floating, does that play into a decision amongst you and some of well, your colleagues? Those are two colleagues? separate questions. Am I aware um, of it? Yes. Does it play into the decision? Okay. Not for me. And look, by the way. As a voter, as someone who's worked in this business for a long time, there is no way 
Boogie, that I'm going to defend every media member out there because, right. of course, just like with a group of players, just mm-hmm. like with everything, some some of the people are crazy and some app. of the people are very smart mm-hmm. and know what they're doing. So um, it's just like any other large group of people. Uh, I will say, though, what I come back to every time players have a problem with the way this is decided is who else do you want? Because we have seen, I'm not saying this is a perfect system. I just don't know what the solution is. When players vote themselves, and we have players who vote for the All-Star game, it doesn't happen in a way that makes any sense. You had Chet Holmgren, who hadn't played a game this season, get four All-Star votes. Mm -hmm. You have guys who are bench players on the team getting votes for All-Star. So when it comes to these kinds of awards and $300 million on the line, I don't know if you can trust Mm -hmm. players because they don't they don't vote in a way that has shown that they're actually voting on any kind of criteria. And of course, there's favoritism and grudges. I mean, if Pat Beverly had to vote on whether Russell Westbrook got an award, I mean, how would that go, right? <laughs> so I don't think the players can vote. The coaches obviously right. have even deeper relationships, ties, and allegiances than any media member might. You say you've got to kiss a little ass to get some media to vote for you. Obviously, a player-coach relationship I mean, there's all kinds of things going on there where the voting would not be kosher. So I just, I don't know what the solution should be. Matt, do you have a solution for what we should do here? No, but I just also think, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Jalen Brown, to me, is one of the best Mm -hmm. two guards in the NBA. He plays both sides of the ball, and I think he deserves that super max. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people should have to vote on that for him to get that. I think his play has proven that he deserves that. So I agree with you, Rachel. To me, there's no other logical way to get an all-NBA team. I mean, I was going to say we need to get some of the older players, mm-hmm. maybe some Hall of Famers, sure. but some of them dudes are old haters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that may not work either. So there is no there is no perfect system. But I agree with Boogie from a standpoint of just as Boogie did, he played himself into that yeah. max. And then unfortunately, he got hurt. But I feel like Jalen uh, Brown has proven himself to be a top player in this league and he should get that money. And I don't think it should hinge on whether or not he makes one of the top three all NBA teams. I mean, that's something that the owners and the Players Association could easily just make happen is say that postseason awards, whether it's all NBA, whether it's MVP, that they don't count as part of contract incentives. If they wanted to to just erase the media's role in this kind of thing and the money kind of aspect of it, they could do that in the next CBA. They're negotiating a CBA right now. So I don't know if there's Mm -hmm. been any discussion about that. I don't think it's a perfect system at all. I do think that 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 Jalen Brown though has earned his way into that spot. And I might think that whether there is money on the line or not, you know what I mean? Last year there wasn't money in the line the year before there wasn't this kind of money on the line. So he's gotten votes at different Mm -hmm. times for all kinds of reasons. It's just this time there's a very high, high, high dollar amount attached Mm. to it. Mm. We'll, We'll have to see what happens there. Wanted to get through a couple other quick things. Uh, This is a couple weeks ago, but I wanted to wait until you guys were both here. Um, The Athletic ran a poll of players who were, I think, former former players recently retired. And part of the idea was, um, what would you do differently in your professional career if you could play in the current era? And obviously, I'm talking to two guys who are very Mm. close to the current side of the game. But yeah, I expect to see you back on a floor uh, next season. So you have a unique ability to be able to... Speak to this. What would you do right now? What's the most important? And some of their things are work harder or train smarter, shoot more threes, uh, be more careful with my money, take the game more seriously. Any of those options do you think uh, would hit you, Matt? 
No, because uh, I I did all those things. I would say I would just uh, not cuss at the ref so much. All right, there we go. I think that gave me obviously a, a bad reputation because I played hard. I worked hard. I knew what my role was. I executed my role. Um, so if I were to come back, I would have other people cuss the refs out, right. not me. <laughs> but what about you as you head back to an NBA court? Oh, it would have been more so along those lines. Uh, as far as being a professional and all those things, I think I, I did that to the best of my ability. But it's it's some relationships I wish I could, you know, uh, change or, or, or work on in a different way or approach in a different way. And uh, maybe more so reactions for me uh but as far as anything to do with the game i think i did that at a high level well 10 percent of the guys surveys say i would do nothing differently so you got to respect that right. uh two percent said stretch mm-hmm. more so i thought that was pretty good <laughs> also that's a good one did anyone did anyone say stop cussing the refs out or is that just no me? i believe that's just you there you go <laughs> For real. real. (laughs) We also had a few weeks ago, uh, the Clippers revealed that their plane was struck by lightning. Do you guys remember that story from earlier this month? I heard that. Um, And it just made me want to ask, uh, did you have any close call travel stories? Uh, We were gambling on the Clippers team plane and I lost like a 60, 40 or $60,000 pot on some bullshit. I think CP and Blake cheated me. (laughs) So I punched the window and I broke, luckily it's two layers, but I broke the first window. Are you serious? And I had like a big ass scar. That, yeah, a big ass scar still to this day that was leaking everywhere. But luckily it's a double pane window or we would have fucking probably went down. I punched that thing hard because they they definitely slide of the eye. Someone kicked me in my leg and the next thing I know I'm losing when I had an impossible hand to lose. So we talked about that on JJ Reddick's podcast. He's the one that actually brought it up because I forgot about it. But yeah, we were gambling a big money hand one time and I lost and I punched the window just out of instinct. And luckily <laughs> it was a double pane window. First of all, that's supposed to be unbreakable that, glass. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, not with, not with these fists though. <laughs> How much money did you lose? <laughs> uh, I think it was, uh, they didn't find me for the window. Uh, that was I, not my lot, I lost like I don't remember <laughs> on the hand. Yeah, I remember if it was forty. I it was like a forty or sixty thousand dollar hand. Damn. So I was pissed. I wanted to fuck up well, Blake or CP. I don't know one of them cheating me. I don't remember who was dealing at the time, but they got me. <laughs> These accusations, Matt Barnes. <laughs> I have. Uh, I, it was one All Star break. I was uh, flying to see my wife now, but at the time, my girlfriend she was in school. Uh, so I flew down after a game at uh in New York. We played at the Garden that night. It was a crazy after the game. So uh, I rented this PJ. I literally flew flew to Montgomery, Alabama, by myself during this blizzard, and it was like the most terrifying experience I've ever had in my life. I couldn't see anything mm. outside the plane. It felt like it was just about to fall out of the sky. Like it was rock. The turbulence was crazy. It was. It was. It was definitely a moment where I started to, mm. you know, pray to God and just be like, "Man, just I, I change everything in my life. You just get me out of this moment." So, uh, <laughs> I think I think that was the moment for me. Hey, what you won't do for love? Don't Pac have a song? What you won't do. Crazy thing is, I still get chewed out about it, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, come on, you got on the plane for her. I know, man. Man, that's know. crazy, right? That should be a free pass exactly. for life. That's what I thought. Baby, I almost cost my life coming Love to That's see right. Her. That's right, man. <laughs> I love you, girl. <laughs> well, don't uh, don't get into any freak snowstorms in your current car travel as man. we sign off your book. <laughs> We've been honored to be with you on this journey. <laughs> What's Burning Friends available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball. See y'all next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.